Hello, my name is Eve and welcome to How Are You Really? Today I'm here with Nell to talk about alcohol and mental health. Would you like to introduce yourself? Hi guys, I'm Nell and I'm 17 and in my last year of school and uh, I've had a long struggle with mental health. Uh, so today we're just going to talk about a part of it and how alcohol has impacted that. Well, thank you. So to start off my questions, what's your relationship with alcohol? Um, so I started drinking probably around 13, which I would say is a pretty normal age to start drinking with friends and family in the UK. It seems to be kind of a traditional thing almost. Um, and around a year later came a point where a few friends and myself, we would get hammered. There really isn't another word for it. Every Wednesday, Friday and Saturday weekly for probably around two months. And there wouldn't be a single opportunity missed. Uh, now, I'm also board in a boarding school, which partly contributed to access to alcohol and I know it sounds weird because you'd think boarding school would have stricter rules so last Christmas not the one that's just been uh, but the one before that it was a really big turning point for me with alcohol so there was a winter ball event in my school and it was a black tie drinking occasion and I got incredibly drunk like we're talking sick all over myself carried out being put to bed throwing up down the side of my bed like genuinely a really violent embarrassing experience and jokes aside obviously that's quite humiliating and it's not something you want to remember um the morning after and despite that I would still get borderline if not blackout drunk every night a few weeks after the event so at the time when that was happening I was at my ex-boyfriend's house and there wasn't a social group there wasn't friends around me who would almost make me feel pressured to drink so it was just fully on me and I would simply pick up and refill my drink without a second thought. So as I mentioned earlier, I struggled with mental health quite a lot and I know that drinking habits was a big part of uh, my coping mechanism. It, the way I was so unhappy, the next point was basically alcoholism. Like there wasn't another kind of step there. It was get, getting quite bad for me. But thankfully, after quite rough winter months came around summer, and again, traditionally in the UK, that's the time to get drunk with your friends in the field and go to festivals and all that sort. Uh, but luckily, something in me subconsciously changed. So even if I was in the mood to get drunk, I just wouldn't. And that's not to say that I'm an alcohol police of any sort and I'm sober, because best believe I do still drink. Um, and yes, I do sometimes go overboard, but there is an aspect now which is just being responsible with alcohol and not making a fool out of myself and just being mature with it. I'm going to say this for people who might not be from the UK, but the age to buy alcohol in the UK is 18. And the recommended amount of alcohol a week is 14 units. And to make that easier to understand, two bottles of wine for a whole week or five or six pints for the whole week as well. And... Like you said, drinking culture is a really big thing in the UK and it's definitely a big thing at university because I'm currently a student. If you go over this limit of 14 units a week, it's described as binge drinking and this can have a really big impact on your mental health. So binge drinking is described by the NHS as drinking heavily over a short space of time or another way of thinking about it is drinking to get drunk and I think most people I know drink to get drunk. I don't like the taste of alcohol very much. 
and I know a lot of people don't and binge drinking is more than eight units of alcohol in a single session for men and six for a woman and that's equivalent to about four uh, three or four pints so that's not that much alcohol described as binge drinking but it's so normalized for people and it's such a cultural thing that you a lot of people think it's okay because everyone else is doing it so it must be safe when a lot of people might not know like how it affects both their physical and their mental health so what are the positive and negative effects of alcohol on you so there's this kind of quote if you like uh, which basically says that alcohol is a depressant in small amounts and a stimulant in big amounts so and that for me personally explains why at an unhappy point of my life I would just stop and wouldn't uh would drink until I felt unrealistically happy and also the aspect that you mentioned of drinking for the sake of getting drunk is certainly so true and it describes most people I know including myself um and as great as that sounds the ability to alter your reality it has the biggest negative effect so struggling mental health that has an effect on my drinking habits so the idea that I could create my own reality for a little while was so perfect however you always end up waking up and I'd be hit with the actual reality not my own drunken state and that would consist of a raging hangover and embarrassing anxiety and humiliation and it would just be dreadful like every horrible experience under the sun like every horrible emotion you would just be feeling or I would be feeling the morning after a night out so I'll go on a bit of a whim and say that there aren't really any positives to alcohol because any perceived positive there's always another side of the coin which is actually a negative in reality if you look at it so I could only name negatives and if I could name positives I could definitely turn them into negatives so yeah. For some people alcohol gives them more confidence to maybe have conversations or put themselves out there when they might not be able to normally and like that can be good in some situations but being reliant on a substance to make you feel like that is quite a negative thing because then it can control you. Uh, I mean I know quite a few people including myself if I'm ever out in a situation I'm like oh yeah I'll have a drink or two but the more comfortable you get with the said drink or two the more you then end up drinking because you almost have a habitual feeling of a glass or a pint in your hand and that kind of habitual action of putting the glass up to your lips and having a sip so it almost is like counterproductive really and you end up getting drunk even though you were just using it as a way to feel more confident. I definitely drink more when I feel anxious just because it's something to do like if I'm feeling uncomfortable or something I might go on my phone but if I'm in a social situation where I don't want to be rude then I'll just drink for something to do to kind of like do something instead of feeling awkward but so a lot of people use drinking as a coping mechanism like you said and it's not the best coping mechanism but it is still coping so you can try and see that in a positive light for some people that it might not be doing it's not good for their mental or their physical health but at least it's doing something and for some people that don't have anything else to help them like it is something to rely on and so that's important to acknowledge so you can move on from using a substance like alcohol which you get both 
like physically and mentally addicted to that if an alcoholic suddenly stops drinking you can die you can have seizures it's quite a unique drug that it has a real big impact on your brain and because it's so normal alcohol sold everywhere it's quite a social thing that you might underestimate what it is doing to your brain every it's kind of what I was saying earlier every positive has that very very thin line where it's really easy to just go overboard and you don't even realize you're doing it um which is the most scary thing I'd say about alcohol is so yeah how did you start reducing how much you were drinking so um subconsciously a switch flipped in my head and it just changed my attitude to drinking so all of a sudden from loving the taste of white wine let's say I would just be like yeah no this tastes grim I don't really want any of this and it was just a mental change I couldn't tell you when or how but it was myself having a long look in the mirror and a chat with myself and asking myself why so what is causing me to drink so much what is causing me to feel like I need to drink and for me it leads back to my health which was unhappiness and dissatisfaction general dissatisfaction with my life so I kind of thought what can I do what can I change in my life to make me feel better and unfortunately that did mean cutting some people out of my life um just because it's not that they were bad people in any way shape or form they're amazing human beings but they just weren't the right people for me and they weren't the right people to have in my life and somehow that has just changed the whole picture it flipped the narrative completely and it instantly made me feel so much more relieved and so much happier And secondly, a big part for me was doing something with myself and making myself feel like I have a purpose in life. As I mentioned, I kind of stopped drinking going into summer. Then the summer I decided I'd get a job uh, because I was spending uh, the summer in Cambridge where my mum and sister live. So I just thought, might as well do something. Now, for most people, jobs are very jarring things. And to be honest, waking up at 4am every morning to work was not the most ideal thing for me. However, ultimately, it made me feel like I belonged and the people that I was working with were so, so lovely. And it just made me feel like I had a place and it made me feel like I had a social life, which didn't require any alcohol. And that made me feel more confident within myself, which was a very great feeling and was amazing because I was like, oh, my God, I don't need a drink to feel confident. And ultimately, I don't need a drink to socialize and meet new people. For me personally, I had to work out where that relationship with alcohol rooted for me and then once I worked in that the urge to drink kind of just left as such. So how do you think society can change to be more accepting of sobriety? I think this is a way society can improve in general really but just mind your own business and cut out the judgment you know I feel like in a society we, we feel the need to question people's actions all the time so I know a few people who don't drink and any time they say, oh, actually, I'll have uh, a Coke or I'll have a non-alcoholic beer, whatever it is. There's always a person or a group of people who feel the need to question it and be like, oh, how come you don't drink? But it comes across in the most judgmental and malicious way. And it's just that acceptance of people have plenty of reasons to drink and not to drink. So it doesn't really matter. Just be respectful accept the fact that your opinions might be different from somebody else's get them a mocktail get yourself an alcohol drink and enjoy a night out like don't make anybody feel pressured to drink 
because I feel like that's also a big thing in uni and in genuine so- social circles there's an expectation for you to go out and to get drunk and I feel like if we start kind of loosening that expectation a bit people will just feel a lot happier to enjoy themselves without effects of alcohol. Well thank you for coming to talk to me about this today now. I've got one more question for you. What would you say to someone wanting to drink less or go sober? So question yourself as to why you drink, why you feel the need to drink. And it's always quite hard to be honest with yourself and be completely transparent. And sometimes it's a hard pill to swallow. So, you know, you might realise that you need to cut some people out of your life or you need to change your routines or whatever it is. But as long as you're completely transparent with yourself, you'll realise that whatever you're going to do to prevent yourself from drinking as much or at all, it'll change your life. And secondly, don't be afraid to remove factors that negatively contribute to you, which is, I mean, ultimately, that's not my first point. But, you know, if you feel extreme pressure when you're with a set of certain people to drink and to drink for the sake of getting drunk, you don't need to go out with them. You know, I, I know how tough it is to go against what your normal routines are and cut people out of your life. So I'm completely, you know, empathetic with that. But at the end of the day, you've got to do what's best for you. And ultimately, there's no need to worry about losing friendships or losing relationships because the right people will always make an effort to spend time with you in a setting that suits you and works best for you. And ultimately, if somebody you thought you were best friends with and then you turn around to them and say, actually, look, I want to cut down my drinking. I'm not going to go out with you tonight. And they have a little hissy fit about it. You're not losing anybody valuable. So it's, you know, question yourself. Why? What's going on within you? What can you change? And don't be afraid to set boundaries. And you won't even realise how much that helps you and helps your attitude and relationship with drinking. So, yeah. That was some really good advice. Thank you. And thank you for wanting to talk about such an important topic today. Thank you so much for having me. It was lovely as always. Thank you for listening and have a lovely week.